Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. And no matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders and... We're also brought to you by SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. For $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, all you have to do is use promo code ODDS. O-D-D-S. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I have Master Tate Frazier working the boards, the CEO of this podcast. What's happening, Tate? Very excited to be back. Saw some incriminating photos of Harry eating turkey. It's going to be a good show. <laughs> Harry and, and uh, his boss, my friend Ken, were over for Thanksgiving. There weren't a lot of leftovers. Uh, let's put it that way. But, Tate, you were in Vegas, basically, for Thanksgiving, right? Went to or watch basketball. Weekend. Yeah, that's how I spent the holiday. Watched yeah. Carolina lose to Texas and Shaka Smart. Uh, after all those things I've said about Shaka, of course, it got thrown in my face. And then uh, Friday, watched uh, Carolina beat UCLA and Steve Alford struggle. And also saw Michigan State win the tournament. So That's good, fun. Yeah, good lineup of basketball overall. Also saw Eric Musselman. Did you gamble at all? Nice. Played some blackjack, uh, yeah. but Mark Titus had a cold while we were there, so it was a very tame Vegas weekend. I, I hid away at the uh, the Encore the whole time. Mark Titus had a cold, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so what? Did he stay in the room or something? Oh, yeah, maybe God. rent a movie. I don't know. I don't know what you do when you have oh, a cold that's in Vegas. Sad. No, you just don't have a cold in Vegas. <laughs> I, I told that's him that the was thing. the best sickness you could get from Vegas, though. All right. Yeah, no, that probably is. Best yeah. case scenario. Yeah, he could have left with something much worse. Uh, speaking of guys, <laughs> these guys never get a cold in Vegas. They're my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my wizards of wagering, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? <laughs> I like your energy, Bry. Compared to coming off of Harry, it's like it's night and day there. I don't know, Harry... <laughs> Harry, you had a tough you had a tough day today. What happened? Not able yeah, to prepare. A lot of stuff. A lot of running around for uh, my boss Ken all over the place. Uh, <laughs> you know, one one end of the uh, of Phoenix to the other end to Mesa <laughs> to Tempe. I was in like four different cities today. So uh, long yeah. day today. Well, got a lot of it. Got it all done and ready to roll here. When you in 15, 20 years, when you're collecting that pension check, <laughs> you'll you're gonna get the last laugh. I promise. I promise. We have a lot to go over. We have NFL games. We have conference championship games and the college side uh, ride on Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Uh, and then uh, the fellas give their best bets. Now last week, the degenerate trifecta went two and one. I jumped on Brother Bry's pick. Good job by you, Bry. Had we who do we win with again? Yeah, we had uh, over 84 in the Oklahoma-West Virginia game. Wasn't even close. 115 points. We, we didn't have to sweat that out at all. I mean, I love watching Oklahoma play. They score. Their scoring drives are literally like 30 seconds, one minute, 45 seconds. It's great. It's so much fun to have the over. It really. We had that like in the third quarter, right? That was that was pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty yeah. easy. Yeah, no defense at all. I mean, uh, Harry, you won also. I, I stayed away from your bet, but you won, right? Yeah, speaking of not sweating, uh, I had TCU plus four and a half. The line ended up going up to seven, and they were up 24-3. They end up winning the game, give up a couple touchdowns in the fourth, but still win by seven, straight up getting seven. So, like I said, at, at the time, it was four and a half, but still, nice winner. That was it. Parlay kid, I think you probably have a beef with uh, Tate's Panthers, right? Was that your mm-hmm. only loss on the parlay? Oh, Sal, again, again, five out of six, Sal. I mean, it's, it's so close. Mm. And here I am at Brian's house. We've got, you know, three, four TVs going, and, uh-huh. I'm so fixated on this giant Eagle game thinking, damn, Sal was right. <laughs> he said the Eagles would be the one team to blow it out of this parlay. So my focus was there. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, you look at this other screen and this Carolina game, is they just weren't able to pull away. Uh, I think Seattle scored points on their last five drives or something, right, Brian? Didn't you send something like that? Yeah, Where something crazy. Seattle's, like I mean, Luke Keekley's getting old fast, Tate. I'm hmm. telling you. Uh, He's got nothing on uh, the Cowboys linebacker, linebackers right now. And um, just disappointing. I think Rivera got very conservative at the end of the game. I mean, almost literally playing for a 52-yard field goal. Uh, they give up a fourth and three uh, 
touchdown pass, a 35-yard yeah. touchdown pass. Uh, yeah, Tate, what happened? Up, it was, uh, it was you took the lead. You're up 27-20 with six minutes left, right? Yeah. Something like that? And then from there, it was just uh, the classic Ron Rivera at this point. So, uh, you know, they call him Riverboat Ron, but he gambles at the wrong times, and I don't know why they were willing to set it, settle for a 50-yard field goal. When You know, earlier in the game, they could have had a field goal when they went for it with Cam, and uh, McCaffrey got stuff one time on third and goal, so... Yeah, a lot, a lot of bad yeah, how stuff. Do you waste, but the defense is the how problem. How do you waste yeah, the, the performance secondary. like that by McCaffrey, mm-hmm. right? You lose oh, yeah, that yeah. game when the guy has, yeah. Both those guys. you know, just a fantastic game. Tate, I thought they were locked, the Panthers, to get a uh, five seed at worst. Yes. Now, now it's tough. I don't know if they're making it. Uh, the, the, the odds makers have yes to make the playoffs at plus 175, no minus 260 to make the playoffs. I think wow. I think they have to beat the Saints. I mean, obviously yeah, at least you play one twice, time, so right. hopefully uh, they can get one of those wins. But, yeah, I mean, losing the Seahawks, that's the team that's going to take their spot in the playoffs. So after the game, they all said they can control their own destiny, but they really can't uh, after losing that game. Right. All right, speaking of controlling their own destiny, let's go over the two big NFL games. I think the two biggest of the week. First one's Thursday night. You're probably listening to this on a Thursday, if at all. Mm. Uh, the Saints favored by 7.5. The over-under is 53 I don't know, Parlay Kid. I don't know if our Cowboys, I don't know how we stay close here. You know, what? an underrated yeah. stat is the, the Saints have allowed 17 points a game since week 10. That's tops in the league. Yeah. Cowboys have trouble yep. with the pass-first offenses, which, you know, I, I, just about every offense is pass-first right now. But just yeah. what, what what Breeze does, he spreads it around. Like, what? just so many matchup problems. You got oh. Arnold. Lewis, Carr, Kirkwood, those guys scored last week. Traquan <laughs> Smith. Incredible? Traquan Smith the, the week before. Four guys he threw touchdown passes to. Insane. He's an, it's a fantasy <laughs> it was, nightmare for, for players. But it, Oh, fa- brutal, brutal. Yeah. But, yeah, Sal, um, so, well, I'll give you my opinion on this game. So, yeah. um, you know, Sal, I, uh, you know, at the end of this program, we're going to make our best bet, and I'm so tempted. Somebody even said to me, yeah, I haven't included the Saints in anything, really. And I yeah. haven't. I really haven't really included them. We're not, not capitalizing on them. And I still kind of want to stay. I don't want to root against the Cowboys this week. So, right. But, so I think this game, you know, this is an interesting matchup. Because the Cowboys right now are getting back to some of their roots. They're, they're, as of like two years ago, they're really pounding the ball well. Um, they're, they're passing is more timely. Uh, Cooper has obviously made a difference, which I wasn't really sure about. So I, I got to say, I think I, right as of right now, I think I was wrong uh, about Cooper. I still didn't really like the trade, to be honest, with giving up a first-round pick. But Cooper really is at least validating that pick, uh, that that trade right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys are rushing the passer well. They have athletic linebackers. They kind of have the type of team that could give the Saints fits. That being said. Sal, you remember we uh, we hung out with Tony Romo. I had a chance to hang out with him. You've hung out with him much more than I have. But, you know, he had told us, like, at the end of his career there, and unfortunately he got hurt, but that he, when he got up to the line of scrimmage, he just knew what was going to work, right? He could just, he knew what receiver was going to be open. Mm-hmm. And you could see that as the way he's, uh, you know, on these telecasts, that he, he's, that's how he is. Like, he really knew what right. would work. Drew Brees has been there for several years now. I think right now he's at an all-time high. I just think he comes to the line of scrimmage. I don't think you can stop him. I think I don't know if anybody's going to stop him this year. He's on a roll. He's got so many different guys that are catching the ball. He can. He's almost just like playing at another level. He's just almost, uh, you know, he could pick a couple guys out of the out of the stands and, and mm-hmm. throw to. So I think the Cowboys, Sal, uh, I think this game is going to go over. I think it's going to go over 53 points. I All think right. that's where we're at right now with that. And I think the Saints cover the 7.5. I really do. I think the Cowboys' last few wins, the Redskins depleted, uh, the Eagles were depleted, and, you know, you beat a Falcon team that, quite frankly, just doesn't win games. So uh, this three-game winning streak of the Cowboys might be a little bit of a mirage, too. The Saints are just better, maybe the best team in football right now. I forgot to grab the stat, uh, the overs on the night games, the Thursday night games, when the, both teams have a week off, uh, which is, you know, rare right. in this case, and that's that, that's another reason Very rare. I, I don't like the Cowboys here. Maybe we could sneak up on them if it was a three-day rest and the, they had to travel. Right. But anyway, you're right, the over does hit when both teams, they hit on Thursday night. Anyway, the over is good, but when both teams have the week off, it's uh, even more, more vast. Brother Bry, what do you like in this game? 
Yeah, call me crazy, but I kind of like the Cowboys getting seven and a half here. Like the home teams are eleven and three straight up on Thursday night games. I know, like like you were saying though, this is a little bit of a different situation because they both had the Thursday games. But still, the the only um, the only Thursday teams that lost that were home were the Cardinals, the Giants, and the Lions, and those teams all suck. I know. Also, if you look at against the spread, I know. The home home uh, home teams are thirty fourteen and three against the spread in the last uh, forty seven games. So I think as long as you're a good team and you play on Thursday night, I would I would lean lean that way, especially getting seven and a half. Look, I know the Saints have been killing teams, but they're due for a little bit of a letdown. This game kind of reminds me of when the Saints went. I know this is on turf and indoors, yeah. but it kind of reminds me of the game when they played at the Ravens. I think it's going to be a close game. The Saints haven't really went against a, a great defensive team. I think this Cowboy team is a really good defensive team. They're top seven in yards given up. They're top three in scoring defense. I, again, I, I think just seven and a half on a Thursday night for a home team is just too many points. Yeah. let me. I'm going to yeah. burst your bubble a little bit here. Home teams getting seven or more points have not covered the last six games. So uh, uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's how I look at it. I'm, I'm trying to figure a way to. That we we have these stats thrown at us all the time on lock it in. So, but no, I, I would say New Orleans, wow. or I would lean uh, lean stay away. All right, next game, Pittsburgh home for the Chargers Sunday night. Harry, the line is three and a half. Pittsburgh's favored. Uh, big loss last week. Weird, weird game. Big uh, Big Ben had. Gigantic numbers, like over 400 yards, what 436 or something passing. The over under is 52. Uh, he still lost that game. Three and a half, 52. Which way are you leaning in Pittsburgh Chargers? Yeah, you know, Sal, I'm leaning a bit, a bit towards the Steelers. I mean, they still they haven't won uh, their division in the North yet. You know, Baltimore's at six and five. They're closing on them, so uh, they got to look out for that. Steelers lost, like you said last week, the Broncos was a crusher when it comes to positioning themselves for the playoffs. Uh, both uh, Pittsburgh and San Diego have lost consecutive weeks to Denver. Uh, Pittsburgh needs to snap out of this mini funk. I think you know Big Ben has to continue to find his number one receiver, and that number one receiver isn't Antonio Brown this year. Juju Smith-Schuster has more uh, catches and more yards than he does. James mm-hmm. Conner's got to continue to pound and run the ball, but he's got to hold on to the ball too. And Pittsburgh still has New England in two weeks, and or in New Orleans in three weeks. Uh, Chargers, though, have some dis- distractions and injuries they must overcome. Melvin Gordon is out. I don't know what he was doing. At the- Were they up 30 when he was still in the game last week? That was ridiculous. They kept all those guys Darryl, in a while. Yeah. Right? Uh, wide receiver Terrell <laughs> Williams is still hurting. And uh, I believe offensive coordinator uh, for the Chargers, Ken Wisenhunt, is now the leading candidate for the head coaching vacancy at Georgia Tech. So uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh's back at home. Big Ben bounces back from that pick to end the game against Denver. I think Pitt covers and wins by 10. All right. Pitt, Pitt covers and wins. Um, yeah. Darren, you agree? I, yeah, I, I think uh, here's the thing with Pittsburgh. They flex their muscles on the, at home for sure. 35 points a game yeah. at home, 23 on the road. I think they need it more. It's hard to say that the Chargers don't need this game because right. they're still chasing the Chiefs. But realistically, they're going to be a five seed, the Chargers. And uh, and right. Pittsburgh is going to want want to jump in that first two slots. You know they want to buy. And by the way, we need to find Harry a dollar for uh, saying San Diego with the Chargers. He said it just before. Right? Tate, you keep a track of that. <laughs> I got it. I got He's it. fine. We yes. have now all done that. On this yes, podcast, I know. I think. Find yeah, Harry a dollar yeah. in addition to the fifteen dollars he has to pay for the conference call every week. Okay, so it's it's really starting to add up here. I resolved that issue, by the way. I oh, you did. It. You don't have to pay it yeah, anymore. I did. How did, no. you, did you pay like thirty cents on the dollar? How did it work? I ripped. Uh, I ripped our cable provider. That's it. Called them, <laughs> ripped them for about a half an hour, and got taken them. care of. Oh, okay. I thought. I, okay. Yeah. I thought your boss was. Trying. I, I see what's going on. All right. All right. Uh, Parlay kid. Which way are you leaning in this game? Yes, yeah, Sal, I do. I think this game, uh, the Steelers need a little bit more. My goodness, what a frustrating defeat for the Steelers last week. Mm-hmm. I had them on a parlay uh, of my own that uh, was a, a loser because of them. Uh, many different ways they could have won that game. Obviously, at the end, they could have uh, uh, tied the game. They had the, the end zone fumble there, uh, which the rule that you would like to see overturned, by yeah. the way, right? Oh, God, yeah. um, Happened during that game. Uh, Connor fumbling the ball. Got a lot of turnovers. South San Diego's been playing some very good ball. Uh, I think this west to east coast, uh, we haven't really 
talked about that too much this year. It seems no. like it either hasn't been a factor or just hasn't happened very much this year. I don't think it's happened uh, But a lot. this could yeah. be one of those things where, I swear, every time I see San Diego play, I feel like they're playing in, like, 75-degree weather and sunny conditions. San Diego. I think they're going to come to Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's going to be a little colder. I said San Diego again. <laughs> That's uh, all right. Hit me with that one. You got another Holy fine. Smokes. That's all right. That's a fine, a fine, <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Brother Brian, <laughs> well, you're doing anyways, you're next. Right? The weather in L.A. is, is really yeah. just as nice, I'm guessing, right? right? So yeah. uh, you kind of get that. Mm-hmm. They're coming across the East Coast a little colder. No Gordon. Why was he running a reverse play at that time? Really ridiculous. Hopefully that doesn't come back and bite him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Chargers will be competitive. But I think the Steelers just grind this one out. I think they just needed a little bit more. They want to put a little distance between themselves and the Ravens. And the Chargers, quite frankly, like you said, Sal, they're looking at that five seed most likely. So I think that's where they stand right now. So take the Pittsburgh uh, and the point with the points. Uh, whatever they're given, three and a half. Three and a half. Let's yep. take them. I, I agree with Harry. I think they're <laughs> going to win this game. You know, seven to ten points, and I can see it. Probably going over again. This game's probably going over. Why not? Night game's over. Why not? You know what I'll say, and I mentioned uh, 35 at home and 25, 23 on the road. You know, I like watching both offenses, so I don't really want to root against the Chargers, but the Steelers have scored in the last three home games, 52, 33, and 41. Here's a little sneaky one. Steelers' wow. individual points or team point total, 26 and a half. I like that over. They go four touchdowns at least, I think. So that could be a sneaky one. You go over 26-and-a-half. You don't have to worry about a, a backdoor cover by the Chargers at the end, L.A. or San Diego, wherever they're from. So that's where I would go. Um, I have uh, some prop specials for you guys. Uh, I try to tailor it to some that you guys like. Uh, all right, Tate, Blake Bortles. Mm. Will he be the starter for the Jaguars in 2019? These are real props you could bet online. No, he would not be. Game and one. No? They, they will cut him uh, after June 1st, and then they will really? pay out the $16 million not to have him on the team. Interesting. All right. Uh, Brother Bry, what do you think the odds are for the no? Tate doesn't have to give the odds. Well, go ahead. I don't oh, know. He yeah. just he would be lost. <laughs> He's just going to say yeah. something stupid. He's going to say like five five to one odds or something. But go ahead. What, what, what do you think the no is? Bortles not to be the yeah. quarterback next year is uh, minus two twenty five. All right, see that's why I called him minus three hundred. Mm. So a little, a little. Uh, I say minus a thousand. Huh. Minus a thousand. Okay, it's minus a thousand. <laughs> yeah, he's gone, and then so man, I don't know. All right, I guess they will get a good draft pick, right? They'll get top seven or eight, Tate, somewhere in there. Jeez. But who, but who are you picking? No, I, mean, I don't know. The, yeah, that's the maybe that's it's the hard maybe part. it's just a bad maybe it's a this, Cody Kessler. Yeah. This year was the draft, right, you know, to uh, get the quarterback. Bry, while I have you, while we're talking Jaguars here, Kessler interceptions this week. Mm. Where do you put the number? Where do you put the odds? Okay, we'll say um, I'll say it's one and a half, and it's minus one twenty over. Oh, you're gonna like this. The over a half is minus one sixty five. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, I'll that's good. That, that's one of the ones that I'm going to do right away. All right. I know. I'll be putting that in later tonight. Better jump on that now. Yeah. You got your sharp Holy take. Smoke. <laughs> Is that your best bet? All right. Parlay Kid. <laughs> Th- this one threw me here. Hugh Jackson. I can't even believe there's a line for this. Hugh Jackson. Will he coach the Bengals head coach week one? <laughs> so ridiculous. Week one, 2019. What do you think? Are you asking the parlay kid? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm asking the parlay oh, okay. kid. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, That's I'm, all right. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> so, can you believe this is even a thing? No. Like, it, and it, it's actually some like it seems like it's a real thing. Well, wait so, till you see. I'm gonna, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say, the no has got to be like minus. Because I'm just I'm again I'm going with my head I, I mm-hmm. it's got to be at least minus five hundred the no it's minus two fifty <laughs> and the yes is plus one seventy I mean as much of a joke that, as it is just, I, I, I think Condoleezza Rice is more uh, capable of handling the Bengals team right <laughs> I mean, you mean to tell me Blake Bortles Hugh Jackson has a better chance of coaching the Bengals next year than Blake Bortles does of starting with the Jaguars that is right incredible. I mean that would be such an embarrassment of itself. There's a reason why they bought him there. I, I, why would he even be there right now? It makes no sense. 
I guess so. Yeah, I, will say, I, I will say on local radio here, uh, Boomer Esiason has said that uh, there's a greater than 50% chance that Hugh Jackson will be the wow. coach next year. Head coach. Head coach? Isn't that nuts? Head coach. Yep, head coach. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. What do you see? <laughs> what, Tate, what What do you see about, like, what? it's, it's one thing if you get somebody cheaper, but what do you, uh, and <laughs> he doesn't have to present their resume or anything? Like, he's got to be working for the NFL, right? They just put him at franchises when they want them to be bad so oh, other man. franchises can be better. Right. You know, they, they lift the Browns up and then put the Bengals down. They just keep passing Hugh around to each team. Yeah, well, he did get the game ball. He got one of the game yeah, balls the last like week. Him. Yeah, the players like him. He's a players coach. The players on the other teams love him because he sucks. <laughs> Why not be on the other well, team? We, we want this to happen. Though. I get, be well, the best listen, thing in football. It's the greatest. We talked about it. I, 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 he, should, he should be an MVP candidate this year for Forget about Breeze, Mahomes, any of these guys. He is endless entertainment. All right, speaking of endless entertainment, Harry, most interceptions this year. Uh, you could bet on all these things. You could bet on who will have more receiving yards, uh, interceptions. Actually, there was another one I wanted to do. I forgot to say. All right, um, Sam Darnold. What do you think the odds are? He has. I'll give you. I'll even tell you what everybody has. I know he has eleven. You know I keep track. Of no, that. you didn't keep. He has fourteen. Did I read it wrong? No, eleven touchdowns. Oh yeah. All right. Well, again, <laughs> we're talking about most interceptions. Would be positive here. <laughs> most interceptions. If you think Sam Darnold will have the most interceptions, what do you think the odds are? Many more games to play and not get injured. Well, he he. Play this weekend. Right. No. They say practice. Um, he practiced today. I think he's just suiting up to practice today. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say uh, minus one forty-five. All right. Yeah, it's minus one ten. He has fourteen. Fitzpatrick probably out as twelve. Big Ben is twelve. Uh, Rosen eleven. Luck is eleven. He's not getting there. Winston eleven. I don't think so. And Dalton eleven. He's out for the year. I think that's pretty good, right? You think those guys will catch him? Come on, man! You hate Darnold. You're the one who hates him. Hate Darnold, but if, but you know it, it's a matter of it's another like we talked at the beginning. It's a matter of how much he actually plays. You know where you know Roethlisberger's going to be in every. Uh, he's going right. to games. He goes for fifty-five passes in a game. You know and has crazy stats. All Sometimes right. you have those two, three-game interceptions when you have three, four touchdowns too. Darnold hasn't had any of those kinds of games for touchdowns. It's just <laughs> either he hasn't been playing or he's been uh, or he's been playing uh, poorly. All right, I get Isn't it. Isn't that great though? It had, Tampa is has two guys in yeah. the top four. Yeah, they both could do it. They could they could actually tie for they really could. They really could end up tying. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, if you like Big Ben, that's plus two fifty. Tate, is there anyone else on this list? Uh luck luck too is a guy. I mean oh, yeah? he, he throws a lot of picks, uh, but I mean they're they're winning games at this point, but I even think this week he threw three touchdowns, two picks. So six to one odds for luck. Yeah, he's that's a guy to watch bad. out for. And they're going to play late in the year, too. So. That's not bad. Now, here's another one I like. Parlay Kid, or anybody wants to jump in here. Most rushing yards. Um, Ezekiel Elliott. Hmm. I'll just tell you what the odds are here. The minus 120. Todd Gurley, minus 110. Zeke, I think, has more rushing yards right now. Don't you think that's the bet? Don't you? I, I think that's... I think that's the bet, thinking that my thinking is that Gurley yeah. could actually sit week 17, right? And then that's a substantial yeah, difference. No, 100%, he's got 100% a, right. He's got the a, Cowboys are going to most likely have to play this out to the end. Yeah. Unless somehow 8 and eight's going to win them the division or right. something like that. Uh, they're going to have to play it out to the end. That's their game. Uh, yeah, I, I would think Zeke is is the guy that uh, would be more of the sure bet there for sure. He's got yeah. uh, he's got a thirty one yard advantage too. So all right, look for that. Those are yeah. a few props. We may be betting, brother Bry. We love uh, Kessler over a half, right? Oh yeah, that's oh. like when uh, when they offer those odds for like a rookie quarterback over a half yeah. interception. We're gonna we're gonna jump all of it. All right, come through for us. Unless Cody they Kessler. run like seventy five times the Jaguars. It still won't be no enough. Fournette, though, so. Yeah, no Fournette. It's gonna. It, what a mess that's gonna be. All right, let's take a break real quick, and then we'll go and preview the conference championships. Hey, whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie this football season. If you like to bet a little and win a lot, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and you hit all three. You can turn $100 into $600. Bet on college basketball and football, NBA. 
NHL custom props, even esports. And sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. Also, make sure to follow at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM and have given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. Don't miss out. One of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now. Use promo code SAL to get a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code SAL, S-A-L. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey, now through December 25th, the 23andMe DNA kits are on sale. So give the gift of genetic discovery. With 23andMe's Ancestry Composition Report, you can explore where your DNA is from out of 150-plus regions worldwide. You could also learn about the role your genes play in your well-being and lifestyle. For instance, studies have found that almost all elite power athletes have a specific genetic variant and a gene related to muscle composition. Yeah, that makes sense for me. 23andMe's Ancestry Composition Report can tell you whether or not you have that version of the gene, too. It could also tell you about the genetics behind other senses, like salon taste aversion, ability to match musical pitch, and mosquito bite frequency. I signed up for 23andMe, got the results, and my family and I now argue about what race and nationality I am for hours and hours and hours. It's the greatest thing in the world. Now through December 25th, get 30% off any 23andMe kit. Order your DNA kit at 23andMe.com slash footballers. That's number 23andMe.com slash odds. Again, that's 23andMe.com slash odds. All right, we're back. On Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, I have Master Tate Frazier and the degenerate trifecta, Harry Brother Bride, Darren the Parlay Kid are here. Uh, big games this week, college football. I only want to preview two of them. I think Clemson destroys Pittsburgh. Clemson's already stuck. I, th- I think Clemson-Notre Dame is a game for sure, right? Don't you, Tate, I don't know if that could, I don't know if that 2-3 could be moved right now. Yeah, it's a nice ACC matchup in the uh, Final Four. It'll be fun. Clemson-Notre Dame? Yeah. ACC. Oh, ACC? Oh, ACC. All right. Okay. I guess that's what it is, right, Harry? That's ACC. You'll take it. Q's will take that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cl- yeah. I think that. And then, so, uh, and then what are the other games? Washington, Washington State. That's a fun one. Uh, not Washington, Washington. Washington, no. Utah. Uh, Washington already beat them 21 um, 7. What are the other ones? Mid Tennessee State. Harry, you love that one. Conference USA against UAB. That's a fixer. Mid Tennessee State won by like 24. Now they're only given two and a half against. UAB, that'll be a fun one. Um, but I think the big ones that we should discuss are Georgia, Alabama, and Texas, Oklahoma. Georgia, Alabama, the spread is 13 and a half. The over-under is 64. Harry, which way do you want to go on this? You know, I, I, it's so hard to go against Bama. I, you know, I make a little case uh, for Georgia just to play tough and play close. I mean, Bama's closest game was a 22-point win at home versus A&M, and Tua only had like 387 passing yards in that game. The guy has 41 total touchdowns and only two picks. That's beyond crazy good. Uh, Georgia has that one blemish, losing to LSU on the road by 20. Besides that, they've beaten everyone else on their schedule by double digits. Um, it, it, this Georgia team isn't as good, though, also as, uh, as last year's team on the ground. Uh, Michelle and Chubb combined for 2,700 yards and 31 touchdowns on the ground. This year's combo uh, out of the backfield for Georgia, DeAndre Swift and Elijah Holyfield have 1,800 combined and only 16 touchdowns. But even if the game is close and Georgia loses, uh, and Georgia loses by seven, uh, the committee won't put the Bulldogs in, which is a shame, you know. Because even though, uh, to me, I think they deserve to go no matter, with two losses more than an Oklahoma or an Ohio State does, because Oklahoma beat Army at home in overtime. Uh, they gave up 40 the other day, two weeks ago, to Kansas. That was the most points Kansas has scored all season in conference play. I mean, Ohio State uh, lost the, the 29 points uh, to Purdue, which I called. And, um, <laughs> and this is the Maryland game two weeks ago was bad. I mean, I think Georgia can play – if they can play tough here, we'll see what happens down the stretch in those other games. I don't think Oklahoma's a guarantee, and I don't think uh, – Ohio State's a guarantee against Northwestern, so Georgia plus the 13 and a half. I think they might keep it close. All right, Brother Brian, which one, I mean, who plays with a chip on their shoulder here? Because 11 months ago, this spread was three and a half when they played in January, uh, or 10 months ago, yeah. whatever it is. Now it's 13 and a half, and you would think Georgia would be like, oh, this is, this is crazy, we need to step up. But 
this, I think this is where Nick Saban like steps on your throat a little. He definitely doesn't want this team around in a month when it's down to the Final Four. So doesn't he take care of business now? I mean, Mississippi State was the only team they didn't beat by 13 this year. Or is Georgia the pick? Uh, I, I'm going to lean with Harry on this one, though. I think the 13-and-a-half is just way too many points in this game. I mean, I'd love to get it at 14. If you can get it at 14 or buy it up to 14, that'd be great. But way too many points for a game that's in Georgia's backyard. This is a, the same place where they kicked the shit out of Auburn last year in the SEC championship. The same place where they should have beat Bama last year. I know they had that terrible game against LSU, but they've dominated everybody else. They're like a really well-balanced team. They run the ball well. They throw the ball well. I think they are the second or third best team in the country. And, I, you know, 13.5 is just way too many points. The underdog in this series is 5-0 and in the last five games. So I just think Kirby Smart kind of, I think, knows, you know, he, he probably knows Saban's game plan a little bit. So I think it's going to be a pretty close game. 13, I, I, I would just take the points in this situation, though. Uh-huh. I actually... I'm not going to take it for the best bet, but it was one of the ones I was looking at for best bet. So I think, again, too many points. All right. I just hate to go against Alabama. This is going to be a crazy stay. This this is going to bowl you over unless you've seen it already, in which case it might still. Take, listen to this. Parlay kid. In the fourth quarter slash overtime of the NCAA championship game against Georgia, Tua had 11 attempts and two touchdown passes in the fourth quarter slash and overtime. Since then, in the fourth quarter, Combined, three attempts, one touchdown. <laughs> this guy doesn't have to play a full game ever, Tate. Wow, that's incredible. Isn't that's that, a great stat. Isn't that amazing? He's unbelievable. I, no. People are already saying he's the I best just, Alabama he, quarterback ever. He doesn't like to. He doesn't like to play a full game. Probably kid. Does that does that screw with the team when you when you're in a in a three or seven point game in the fourth quarter? Is that going to get to him eventually? Well, so no. that's a great point. These guys have not. Played a close game all year. I mean, what was their closest game, at least for the half? Was it Citadel? The Citadel, Citadel, right? Yeah. That was insane. So I don't know, I don't know what happened there, but mm. obviously once they got serious, it wasn't. Uh, it was the, the whole the rest of the game right. was a farce. But you're right. I think I have to say they have not been really battle tested this year. But are they just that talented where it doesn't matter? Yeah. I don't know if we're going to be able to say it. And the the bottom line is, you know, you know, I. I Listen, I think, boy, and two is winning the Heisman, by the way, too, regardless, too, yeah. right? I mean, he's got that Heisman locked up. Yeah, he's sure, like minus five, right? minus 500, something I mean, like that. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, minus 500, uh, yeah. It's incredible. I do think, though, there is something to be said for that. When you have not played mm-hmm. uh, a fourth quarter this year and had to really maybe grind it out, it could come back to get you. I do like Brian's philosophy. I think. The points there with Georgia is uh, is probably the the smart bet. All right. Well, you have to like Harry's philosophy too. Then I'm sorry because it's the same. They both like the points. <laughs> oh, Bam Bam is covered. Would you feel more yeah. comfortable with like if you had a ten if you were doing a three team tease? Would you rather get the twenty three and a half or or the three and a half? I would. I, I only here, here's my thing always with these with fantasy lineups or with bets. Like where would I kick myself more? It's like I, I would I would hate it if Bam. Right. Blew out Georgia, and I had the plus twenty three. Whereas if I had the minus three, three and a half, and they was a close game, I'm like, all right, well, they just didn't show up. They should have showed up or whatever. Right. But that's yep. how I would do it. They've covered five out of the last yep. six. Citadel was the only game they didn't cover. I think they were favored by fifty one. They won by mid thirties or something. Uh, the other game, Texas Oklahoma. Harry, which way are you going? The spread is eight. It's a Red River rivalry. It's the rematch. Seventy eight is the over under. How do you like it? Well, at the beginning of the season, I did give Texas out at plus 250 to win the Big 12, so I'm going to still ride with the Longhorns. Mm. They've got three losses this year to Oklahoma's only one, but three losses by a total of nine points. Sam Ellinger is a quarterback Texas can have faith in on managing a game versus the high-powered Oklahoma offense. Ingram and Watson for the Horns are a nice one-two punch out of the backfield. Oklahoma is an eight-point favorite based on history, and the thinking that they can't lose twice to Texas in the same season. But I've stressed it before, this is the moment and reason why Texas went out and hired head coach Tom Herman. Say what you want, the Sooners are on fumes, I think, when the defense has been awful. Like I said, last four games, they've given up 46, 47, 40 points to Kansas, and 56. Mm -hmm. I think Texas can still get this done. I think they're a real 
solid team, and they're a complete team. And they can t- and where Oklahoma's defense is pathetic, I- I'm taking Texas plus the eight. I think they can win the game. Both underdogs. Now, well, I think this number is so high because Oklahoma has to impress the committee, and that's the only thing that's scarier than Kyler Murray in Oklahoma is when they have but don't, but don't they have think, to win don't by you a think lot. Ohio State has to impress a little bit more than Oklahoma does since they got the, since Oklahoma's the five. Sure, yeah, but you can't leave anything up to chance. I mean, look, I, I don't. True. I'm not saying I like Oklahoma. I like the over in this, and Brother Bry could attest to this. The points are a plenty in these games. It was 48-45. Not that the over under should be 93 to match last game, but 78 is low. It's going to be like 40, 40, 35 going into the fourth quarter. I think the overs 19 and seven in the last 26 sooner games. I don't, again, just like the other game, the Pittsburgh chargers game. I don't want to have to worry about a Texas backdoor cover against this atrocious defense, but Oklahoma is going to go up and down the field, just like they've been doing the last few weeks. Giveaways one per game. Texas only one point four takeaways. So, like you said, brother Brian, it's going to be forty-five second minute minute forty-five second drives uh, the whole time. Which way do you like this? Yeah, so I'm I'm siding with you on this one. So, like, I think I like Oklahoma to win the game, but I think eight is probably too much. Uh, like you said, I I hate for a backdoor cover, but I think seventy-eight is really low in this. Right? Mm-hmm. I I feel like uh, it's. It's definitely going to go up to the low 80s soon, so I should probably jump on the 78 tonight. Yeah. Uh, but similar to my reasoning last week, you know, Oklahoma's last eight games have averaged 92 points. Six of those eight have had at least 93 points in them. Oklahoma's averaged 54 in those eight games. The first game between these two is 93. And the thing was about that last game when they played, you once Oklahoma got in their rhythm late in that game, I mean, they were – like I was saying, they were scoring against Texas. I know they were down big, but yeah. they were scoring in a minute, 45 seconds, a minute. Mm-hmm. It was so quick. So they might have found their rhythm against Texas. And, again, like Harry was saying, Oklahoma plays absolutely no defense. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be another game that's in the 40, 40-something, 40 40-something. I think just and, – and the way Oklahoma has been playing, they're going to get probably get to 50. So, again, if they get to 50, all you need is 30 from Texas. So right. uh, take the over in this. Right, and uh, let's go over real quick. Our uh, we made picks in August, mid-August, maybe a little late August. Um, go over what we did. ACC. We all had Clemson to win the ACC, except for Harry, who had Miami. Right, Harry? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Big Twelve. We were all over the place. Brian and I had TCU. That wasn't fun. Harry, you had Texas. You have a chance. And Parlay Kid, you have Oklahoma. So you guys are going head to head here, right? Oklahoma was the yeah. had to be the favorite, right? All right. They so, were, uh, you know, so they were plus one sixty though. Plus so one sixty, pretty good value at that time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Big Ten, um, again, all over the map. Michigan. We had Michigan. We had Michigan State. We had Wisconsin. And was that it? Well, who am I missing here? Yeah. No. Yeah. O'Brien. Oh, O'Brien. Oh, uh, you and yeah, I have. Was, you and I have Wisconsin. The other two had Michigan and Michigan State. What a disaster Wisconsin was. Couldn't even win that side. Yeah, of the they were bracket. awful this year. And like oh. we talked, we talked about at the beginning of the year how much we hated Hornybrook and that yeah. Reardon oh. said he was he was awful. Um, but Par- yeah, I mean, we also talked about like Ohio State. I think they were, I don't know, they were they were like even money. So it's hard to jump on them with with a conference that we right. thought was going to be so close. Well, that, I mean, yeah. Harry probably had the best in terms of. Uh, Michigan. That's the thing. I felt bad about taking Clemson because they were such a big favorite. So I wanted to mix it up in the Big Ten. But um, yeah. And then right. big in the Pac-12, Parley Kid, you and I had Oregon. Brian had Stanford. Yeah. Harry, you had Washington. Good for you. Yeah, not bad. Still alive. All right. Uh, SEC. Harry, you had Auburn. Brian, you had Mississippi State. I love Mississippi State too. I had their over. Uh, they disappointed. They, they. I think they won three to their. I first. feel like they should have went over eight and a half. Yeah, they won their first three. They won their last two. They screwed up in the middle. I had Bama. That was, uh, I think, easy for the SEC. And Parley Kid, you had Georgia. So we're going head to head now. Correct. Real quick with the over unders, Bry Duke over six winner. Utah over center seven big winner nine they had right. Uh, Auburn under yep, nine, uh, big winner they had seven. You lost with Penn State uh, over nine and a half. They had nine. TCU over seven and a half. They had six. But uh, pretty good. Pretty good for was that. So that was. I think you were the only one to win three out of five in the over unders, right? 
No, I uh, Harley could. No, Harry oh. did, and and Darren. Oh, they both oh, won. They oh, both that's won right. three. What I meant to say is, I'm the only one who didn't win three. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, you had uh, your winners of Boston College over six and a half. They had seven. Uh, your winner was Iowa State over seven and a half. They had eight. Texas Tech under no, six. Iowa. Iowa, sorry, over seven and a half. They won. Uh, Texas Tech under six. They had five. Losers were. Uh, LSU under seven and a half. And the biggest loser, I think, out of any of us in, in terms of uh, difference, Arizona State under four and a half. Loser. They had seven. A crazy win last week against Arizona, right? Oh, wild. Herm yeah. Edwards. Who knew it? Brother, wow. I'll tell you who knew it. Brother Brian knew it. He was all over that. He was all over it. Uh, Parley <laughs> Kid, real quick. Uh, you have Clemson win championship. Arizona over seven and a half. That was a lose. That was a bad loser because they had five. That's uh, bad. Where, right. Yeah. Northwestern over six. That's a good winner. They had eight. Georgia over ten and a half. That's eleven. And another winner in West Virginia over seven. Yeah, I don't know why I had West Virginia under. That was terrible. Uh, and at Mississippi State over. That was a loser. At Michigan State, Michigan. I went against you, Harry. I laughed at you under nine and a half loser. Although with that defense last week. I don't know what what kind of team that was. But my two big winners, Florida State under eight. They had five wins. And USC under eight and a half. They had five. That was a winner. Uh, Tate, do you have any thoughts on these championship games? I uh, I bet Notre Dame to start the season to win the title. You so did. I, uh, I am basically pulling for how I want the Final Four to play out. So I think Oklahoma could beat Alabama based uh-huh. on some past precedent, even though I know that was Stoops' time. Uh, and then so if that happens, then I think Notre Dame could beat Clemson. I think mm. Notre Dame could beat Oklahoma because they have an actual defense. Wow. And then there we go. I win if that happens. What do happens. you have them at, Tate? I think it was 30-1 to 1 when I got it. Nice. Ooh. Is that in your wallet? Where do you keep That's that ticket? Yeah, it was just a hundred dollars I put on it. So good for I you. I need it. Man. Yeah, good for I need you. it desperately. I, conversely, I can't uh, it'll make you vomit if I told you how much I lost on a parlay <laughs> for Notre Dame not to make the playoffs, and it wasn't even close. I don't know. I mean, as soon as that, they beat Michigan, I still thought they were going to lose three games. Uh, anyway, Tate's what. owed from uh, Tate. Uh, Tate deserves one from that Croatia. Uh, World Cup oh, that's right. That's right. It'll probably happen again, Harry. Oklahoma will beat him in the title game. You could and, hedge. And I'll be done. Tate, yeah, you yeah, could hedge. I can let always the, hedge. Let them win one game. Time. You didn't hedge last time. That's no, right. he did. That's right. He didn't. Uh, all right, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail, tackling fake gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. We talked about Ohio State, Michigan. Um, boy, that was bad. They put up 62 against them. They had like an SEC type offense. Ohio State did. Felt like they were playing possum all year before they unveiled that. I mean, we saw them lose to Purdue. They played games that they should have lost. Who was the week before? Maryland. They they won on the last play of the game. Was it Maryland? Who'd they beat? Yep. Uh, yep. Just terrible. But then they won. Gave up, gave up fifty-one points. Mm-hmm. And I know Harbaugh hasn't beaten them. And what's the last? What what is Ohio State's won the last? How many? Eight out of nine, or just eight overall? I don't know what it is against Michigan. It's, uh, it's six straight, at least. Six right? straight. Yep. That's what it is. All right. Uh, it's bad. It's a lopsided, <laughs> could say overrated rivalry. Now, Captain Morgan is asking us, what is the most overrated slash lopsided rivalry? Is it Michigan-Ohio State at 3-2? to two? Is it Red Sox-Yankees 4-1? to one? Globetrotters, Washington Generals. Boy, that team can't win. 7-1. to one. Or the field at 10-1. to one. Let's start with you, Harry. What are you picking? I was going to go with the field and say me versus you, Sal, in our 25-year fantasy football league. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> How about I mean, the fantasy uh, that you bad, created but... that you're taller than me, which was uh, which was confirmed? Oh yeah, wow. That How about, about that? Really <laughs> How about that fantasy? <laughs> yeah, was... All right, go ahead. So I what's your post that picture? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you bribed uh, my boss, Ken. I don't know. I'm what not a... sure. I couldn't tell. Very, anyways, very proud of being taller than Harry. Yeah. Go ahead. So what do you I'll, like? Uh, you're not going field. I'll go. You know, I'm going to go with the Globetrotters Generals at seven to one. You know, it's only known the Globetrotters have played in over twenty six thousand games in one hundred and twenty three countries. Yeah, they've appeared on White Shadow, Gilligan's Island, and episodes of Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you've made it on Scooby Doo, I mean, you've really made it. I mean, the honorary members include Bob Hope, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> you know, all the generals. All they ever did is lose. Generals were around for 60 years, and during that time, they lost the Globetrotters over 16,000 times. If that's not lopsided, I don't know what is. Give me Globetrotters and the Generals at 
seven to one. All right. Well, I kind of threw that one in as a joke, but you took it. You took it seriously. <laughs> actually, Harry actually broke down the numbers of the Globetrotters and the and the fake yeah. team that doesn't try against them. But uh, all right, Parley well, Kid. You know, I don't have a lot of time to do. You know, yeah. we're running all over. No, it's true. It's true. Is it, it a rivalry? If you one side wins all the time, I'm not sure. Well, about that's that. what that's what we're uh, saying. Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. You know, and 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 that that's what I'm going to say. So that's why I'm going to take out the red the Yankees Red Sox rivalry. Uh, this is how, Listen, this hurts no, you. This hurts you to say this. Yeah. It does It does hurt me. So let's face it. Both these teams have been around since the early 1900s. Some Yankee fans would still insist that this is not a rivalry because the Yankees have won three times the amount of World Series as the Red Sox. But, Sal, over the last two decades, mm-hmm. to me, the Red Sox have really stepped up uh, their end of this rivalry. Uh, and quite frankly, they've bullied the Yankees around at times. Uh, going so far as uh, Pedro Martinez throwing. Donna Zimmer to the ground, if we can remember that. Yep. And so one of my, just a couple of my greatest childhood memories really deal with the Yankees and Red Sox. Bucky Dent's home run 40 years ago in 1978. Yep. Uh, an epic uh, season for the Yankees right there. And even uh, going back um, to 2003 with uh, Aaron Boone's home run off Tim Wakefield mm. uh, was absolutely glorious. But, yep. Sal, listen, next year also, too, Sal, is will mark the 100-year anniversary of the Red Sox selling Babe, Babe Ruth, Ruth. Wow. to the Yankees, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that curse has certainly been broken over the past 20 years. And so speaking of that, that was $125,000 100 years ago. Yeah. How much would it take for you to acquire Harry from Cassidy? <laughs> <laughs> I probably could just pay off his $15 conference call debt and uh, get it all squared away. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That would be the equivalent. <laughs> I can I can ruin that rivalry. Yeah, I agree with you. Red Sox-Yankees, not as not as big as it should be anymore. Uh, Brother Bry, what do you say? Yeah, I'm going to say Michigan-Ohio State. This has become a joke. I, you know, I've rooted for Michigan since I was a kid, but mm. when you win 14 of the last 15 by an average margin of 13 points, this is the most lopsided rivalry by far that it's, it may not even be a rivalry anymore. Like I mm-hmm. don't, They shouldn't play this game on rivalry week. It's really hard to say rivalries so many times. <laughs> uh, but Harbaugh should be ashamed of himself. They're, they're so predictable. It, uh, it was just run first down, run second down, throw on third down. Mm-hmm. I, I think he just needs to upgrade uh, his pro-style offense. Like I, I know everybody says pro-style offense, but it, is that even a pro-style offense anymore? No. I don't but, know what geez, we were looking at there. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's way too lopsided. It, like I said, it's, it's not even a rivalry anymore. It's bad, and I don't know how they. I don't know how they fix that. And you know, th- this was the year to be on the road against Ohio State, right? I mean, it was actually the first time Ohio State was an underdog in like like sixty games or something. So something crazy at home for sure. But uh, they won't. They won't make them an underdog. Vegas won't anytime soon. All right, I'm gonna. You know, this one makes me say. I'm gonna say Mets Yankees. Overrated, lopsided rivalry. This should be so much bigger. I mean, before. Before it interleague play, be. yeah. before interleague play, it was a Mayor's Trophy. I remember growing up as a kid, that was a fun game. Even though the Yankees kicked yep. the Mets' ass every year in that, but really not too many memories with this. Right? I mean, Luis Castillo, Luis Castillo dropping the pop fly, that was bad. Obviously, the World Series in 2000, the Yankees won four to one. I was at all three games at Shea. I I still maintain I was the first one in his seat to be on the seven train when Piazza flew out to Bernie Williams. Uh, to end the World Series, to end Game 5 and end the series. I knew it. Everybody else thought it was out of the park. I knew I saw him circling early. I was like, that's it. I sprinted to the train, and that was it. But really, aside from that, I think there was only four years where they both made the playoffs, 99, 2000 when they played in the series, 2006, and 2015. You know, since 1962, the Mets have only been a threat to the Yankees. Paul A. Kidd, what would you say, like 10 years in the mid-'80s a little bit? And then... You know, yeah, possibly. The Yankees are an underrated 1980s team. Had the best record, uh, best most wins in that decade, by the way. But yeah, um, yeah, that. So even now, it's boring. Mets Yankees has become boring. I, don't I was going to ask you. I'm not around uh, the talk radio as Harry loves to promote, but uh, in New York, but they, they uh, try to pump it up. They try to drum it up a little bit, Sal. But even that, it's it's lost its luster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they played, you know, three games a year, it'd be more than enough. I I just. Uh, yeah, I can't even. I, I, I can't even, even get a rise out of you when Degrom shuts them down for or the Mets one win a year. It's yeah, like, no, yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Now listen, when the Mets get good, yeah, uh, that could change. 
you know, when they get good, which I think is coming, uh, that could, that could change. I guess so. All right. Tate, what do you want to date? You could say Duke UNC. The no, blue, I was the gonna, Blue Devils own you guys. Oh my goodness! You could say it. No <laughs> way. They wish. They wish. I was going to say the U.S. versus the USSR. I think that's pretty lopsided. <laughs> we won that one uh, after Miracle, and then uh, Tennessee women's basketball versus UConn women's basketball. They always try to hype that up. Yeah. UConn wins like every time. So right, I'm done with that right. one. Right. Oh, there are some two. terrible in-state rivals like Oklahoma owns Oklahoma State yes. now, and uh, Georgia owns Georgia Tech now. But uh, we were trying to go out of the box. And uh, thank you, Harry, for breaking down the Globetrotters Generals uh, record over the past 60 years. It's, it's fascinating. All right. Anyway, that's another week. <laughs> that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right. You know what? Let's go right to it. Sharp Tank. What do you think? I'm going to pick one of your guys' bets. I think I picked the right one the last two weeks. Oh, no, no, no. I was on Harry with Syracuse, right, two weeks ago. Uh, but then I won right. I won with Brother Bry. Let's go 3-0 so I don't have to think about this too much. Let's start with you, Brother Bry, since you gave me a little right. last week. Um so I do like some of the college games we talked about earlier, and uh, but I'm not going to touch those. And I know Darren's going to do some type of parlay with 400 NFL teams. So there's probably <laughs> like two or three games left. So yeah. I'm going to go with the under 51 in the Boise State-Fresno State game. Look, their last four meetings, the totals have been 41, 31, 45, 42. This is a rematch of three weeks ago that I watched that – Boise State had a battle back in, but it was a defensive battle. Mm-hmm. Both teams have gone under in the last three games. Fresno State, I saw somewhere Fresno State is under um, 10 in the last 10 row games. Hmm. Look, it, I even checked the weather in this game. It's going to be really cold. It's going to be, be a little bit snowy, a little bit rainy. 51 seems way too high. This game is usually low scoring, so take the under. All right, under 51. All right, Harry, what do you like? Well, you know, I looked at all the Football, the college, the pro, didn't really so far like anything. So my best bet, I'm back to picking golf. (laughs) My best bet is also going out of the country in the Bahamas, Tiger Woods Hero World Challenge. (laughs) There's only 18 players in this tournament. I'm taking Ricky Fowler to finish in the top five at plus 110. Really? That's and a thing? I'm basing this on history alone. Now, hear me out on this one. In 2015, <laughs> a lot of history Fowler there. finished four back of Bubba and finished third. In 16, he also finished third again. And last year, he shot an amazing 11-under final round to win by four strokes. His favorite color is orange. Here we go. Mine is orange. Let's change that orange to green. Take Fowler, top five. Plus but this is this is Tigers how you think. Hero World Challenge. You should have started with the orange because that's the overriding factor yeah. with all of this stuff, right? It's like, who's the orange golfer? Who wears gar- orange all the time, right? Is that yeah. how it is? All Good right. point. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. All right. <laughs> Top five Fowler plus one ten. All right, parlay kid. Uh, you have a golf parlay yeah. too? No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, didn't you bet the same tournament last year? I feel like you bet. I've I actually I've... think I won it last year. I did win it last year. Okay. I, I think I find, that might have been my last golf. You win, won it? You, yeah, you, bet, yeah. you bet it. You didn't win it. You didn't actually win it, right? You didn't, you didn't play in it. He won it? Is that what we say now when we won a game? Yeah, I won the Kentucky Derby. All right. Parley kid, take us out of this misery. <laughs> All right. So, listen, I've been uh, hitting five out of six on these parlays. And, look, no excuses. You lose a parlay, mm-hmm. you know, one one team or six teams, it doesn't matter. So, I'm going to go – they're going to decrease it by one mm-hmm. and do a five-team parlay. Hopefully, this hits this week. Uh, let's roll with this. All right. So, so first off, Colts at Jags. Uh, the Jags throwing in the towel. Uh, it almost seems like they are. Uh, Kessler. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably even an upgrade over Bortles, but the Colts really need this game. Frank Reich is doing an excellent job. Luck is back. Uh, I was riding him earlier in the year, but he looks uh, fully healthy right now. I-, I love the way their offense is operating. So let's take the Colts at minus 210. Uh, Browns at Texans. Let's take the Texans at minus 245. I know the Browns are playing some good ball. Uh, they've gotten rid of the uh, the U Jackson curse there. I think their last 10 trips in the red zone, they've scored 10 touchdowns. I think something like yeah. that. We saw a stat. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. But, so, I don't know, Texans are playing some great football right now. 
very well balanced. Deshaun Watson using his legs, using his arms. Uh, Demarius Thomas has been a, a little bit of a factor there too to take a little pressure off Hopkins. So let's say the Texans mm-hmm. at home are gonna uh, they're gonna beat an improving Browns team, but the Texans need this more. Um, Rams at Lions. I don't think I really need to elaborate on that. Yeah. The Lions are the most boring team in football. I cannot stand them watching them play. Uh, the Rams are, the, to me, the most exciting team in football. Uh, at minus 480, uh, the Rams cannot screw this one up. 49ers at Seahawks, minus 480. I think the Seahawks have won uh, six, seven, or eight straight games against the 49ers in Seattle. I just learned that uh, Russell Wilson's a winner, Sal, and this Seattle team now is, is poised to uh, make the playoffs, and this is a game they have to have. Mm-hmm. And, Sal, skins at Eagles, minus 275. I know the Eagles are depleted, but so are the Redskins. Uh, the Eagles just really showed some life. Josh Adams, Notre Dame running back, yep. uh, undrafted, really uh, adding something to this team, adding a little element. I think once the Eagles started pounding the ball the other day, uh, they found a little a new dimension. So I think on uh, on that Monday night game, I think the Eagles, you know, the Redskins will be game, but they just don't really have the offensive, uh, you know, talent right now to beat a depleted Eagles secondary. Take the Eagles minus two seventy five. You add it all up, plus three sixteen. Sal, mm-hmm. Colts, Texans, Rams, Seahawks, Eagles. All right. Hmm. Okay. Tate, what do you like out of those three? I like that parlay, kid. You like that I, parlay? I like all the rationale behind it, uh, and I agree. I like all those games. Yeah, I do, too. I think the Colts should be like a seven-point favorite Same. there. I know the Jazz. I don't, I don't get it. Kessler handing off to Yeldon, throwing to D.D. Westbrook. I don't, I don't think there's going to be enough right. offense there. Colts are, Colts are dynamite. Something about the Colts, though, I noticed. they uh, Their projected cap space, uh, $30 million dollars. Ahead of the second place team, which I forget who it is right now, they're gonna have thirty wow. million dollars more. They're gonna be able to get. They're gonna be able. To, they could maybe land Levy and Bell, right? Something like that, or mm-hmm. Diggs could be a Absolutely. second receiver what or something offensively yeah. if they don't want to get a lineman or something. I mean, they're all loaded at the line. I like the Texans. Uh, I don't love the short week, but you look at uh, a lot of Baker talk. He faced the three worst, like 28th, 29th, and thirty second in the la- the bottom three defenses in the league to put together a, a great uh, a completion percentage and passer rating over the last three weeks. I think it's smoke and mirrors. I like the Texans there. Rams, obviously. Seahawks, obviously. Let me think about the Eagles. I just don't love that team. I don't love them. And I, I, it's not that not that Colt McCoy can go on the road on a Monday night and win, but let me think about that. Uh, Boise Fresno, that could be it. And snow in a low-scoring game. I like that. Let's see. You know what? I'm going to go with Harry because I like yelling at him. And I like – this will be funny if Ricky <laughs> no, you Fowler – You don't like it. You love it. I love it. I'm sorry. I love you. I, I misspoke. Yeah. I love yelling at you. If he doesn't come in top five uh, out of 18 with orange pants, then something's wrong. So I'm riding Harry yeah. and the plus 110 with Ricky Fowler to finish in the top five. in the Tiger Woods tournament, what was it? Did anyone watch the Woods and, uh, Woods and uh, uh, Mickelson aside from me? So that was the only one, right? I watched it. You watch it? Watch. I Tate. watched it? I watched it in Vegas while I was watching Michigan State play. Really? Uh, yeah, against Texas. What did they stream it live or for yeah, they free? Just had, or I was up in a like Dollar Shave Club box. I don't know how, but mm-hmm. we were there watching, and they had Tiger on one screen game down there, uh, and it, it was it was a battle for sure. Tiger, it was set up for Tiger to win. Do you see the belt was his size? Oh, like, was it really? The, the winning belt was Tiger's size. Yeah, the whole thing was a joke. It was, <laughs> they're like picking up nine million dollars. Yeah, I mean, uh, enough with the fake money and nobody cares these billionaires <laughs> winning money in the first but, place. But other people are betting on these holes, and Mickelson makes Tiger pick up a putt. Like, it would have been a six-and-a-half, seven-foot putt. Like, something that Tiger and Mickelson had missed, you know, for the last half hour. Like, you know what, I don't want to win like this. Like, oh, that's great, but people are actually betting on this, so you can't really do that. Harry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, you're right, Sal. Basically, like, they were, but it would have been – something if these guys this is something they should have done like 10 15 years ago of mm-hmm. course always mm-hmm. but they weren't even making putts down this they were they were missing everything uh, so it was not very you know lame yeah it's not that exciting when it goes six extra right. holes uh, or four extra holes when when nobody can make anything but yeah they need to work on that a little that, all right so i brought yeah. this up to harry one time but why don't they either in august i don't know when they could do it but why don't they just have the top 16 guys play 
tournament see style. see the guys play like match play each day until you have a winner on the weekend, right? I you like play it. the round of 16. Like, you know how, how fun was the Ryder Cup with the match play? Like, why wouldn't they It'd be great. Wanna, like do something like that? It'd be great. That'd be great. Tate, can we we'll get that going? Great, yeah, let's figure it out. Harry, we'll, we'll get on it right now. you got to drive to Flagstaff yeah, first. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it out, Tate. Yep, there you go. All, All right. right. Hey, if you drive Brian's to... Brian's idea, Harry. Yeah, really. <laughs> If you're going to drive to Flagstaff, you might Sorry. pass you might pass Pahrump, where our uh, our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame resides, right there in Pahrump, Nevada. Uh, email me at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. We will take all entries. We'll take a look. Try not to make it 17 paragraphs long. Uh, but if if we have if you have a legitimate entry, tell us why you're a degenerate. If you've stolen, how you've gotten money to make these bad bets, how it's ruined your life. We'd love to hear all about it. Uh, now, here's something. This is not someone um, trying to enter our Hall of Fame, but here's a subject. Can we recall Harry from the Hall of Fame? Dear Sal, I've never heard of a Hall of Famer openly taking off a month during a season. Did Cal Ripken take off the month of September in a pennant race? How about John Elway taking off December? Did Wade Boggs decide to not drink 50 beers in a cross-country flight midseason? Harry says he's taking a month off to improve himself. A real degenerate would tell his family that and then double the action that month. He deserves a suspension, at least with a probation period to follow. Eric Eastman wants you out of the Hall of Fame. Harry, yeah, you quit gambling. You did bet a little last week. You lost a few parlays, but yeah, how do you yeah. stop? Yeah, Sal, look, quit I mean, for a month. You've known me thirty years. Has anyone ever called me brilliant? No, no. <laughs> all right. So, Where, all did, right. Did he call you brilliant? I'm looking back at this. No, I'm asking you if anyone's ever called me brilliant. That's all. No, That's no, all one, no one's ever called you a lot of things. But yeah, so but how do all you right. take? Just wanted so, to insult himself for some I reason. I say okay. Yeah. So I mean, to, to get yanked, I don't know about that, but still, uh, you know. <laughs> I think the point is you can't take off a month. Now, it's not like you quit the podcast or anything, but you took off a month from gambling in the heat of That's what I'm, the, the pennant know. race and everything. Was, uh, and everything's, uh, you know. Tate, you think he should stick right. around? I He's, just think probation's fine, Harry. You know what I mean? Probation? Maybe Harry, Thanks. maybe Thanks, Ken Tate. will get you like an ankle bracelet, so you got to be within like 100 yards of him for the next month. Yeah, that's good. There you go. Tell Ken, that'll work. That's good. All right. I like that. Harry, uh, that's going to have to be some ankle bracelet these days. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like that, actually. <laughs> chain. Uh, Harry and Ken were at, um, well, anyway, shoot us an email at CousinSalAgainstAllOdds at gmail.com. If, uh, if anyone wants to call Harry brilliant, that's the time to do it uh, over email. But I, I don't expect to read a lot of that. Um, all right. Harry, you came uh, to my house for Thanksgiving. You and Ken, there were not a lot of leftovers on, uh, on Friday. But uh, oh, it was a good time, right? Threw the ball with the kids. Great time. Your mom, your wife did a great job. Everything was fantastic. And fun. you had your uh, your lady friend there, almost in tears, uh, saying what she's thankful for when she when she got to thank thank you. She said you're the greatest thing that's ever happened to maybe, her. Maybe she thinks oh, I am. Maybe she thinks I'm brilliant. Yeah, she might. She more or less said that. Huh. Ken was rolling his eyes when she was saying that. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was legit. He was like, it's like he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, damn it. I, re I really wish I was recording this. But, um, but yeah, that's good, Harry. She loves you. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Harry, what did you say you were thankful for? Texting me right now. She is? Um, yeah, yeah, she is. Uh, I did say, um, I said I was thankful for my, uh, for my two bosses. Oh, that! Oh, you included me. Bosses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and she thanked yep. she thanked Ken. Your girlfriend thanked Ken for letting her sleep over sometimes. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, which I thought was yep. great and Monday, telling. Monday through Thursdays, uh, work nights. So, All right. Uh, you know, Harry's at AAO Harry, right on Twitter. Yep, AAO Harry. By the way, three and O last week in straight bets on Twitter. That puts my record now to twenty-one five and one against spread in college. Nice. Football. Should have a couple more this week. Three and O and two and twenty-seven uh, grammatically on Twitter. So there you go against the spread. Just keeping it going. Uh, You're right, <laughs> <laughs> brother Bry. You want to mention Fury Wilder here? We didn't. We didn't get yeah, to touch on the yeah. fight. So um, yeah, this is. This is an interesting fight. Um, uh, maybe I'll yeah, maybe I'll put something up on Twitter. I'm at the brother Bry. Um, but I, yeah, right now I'm still going back and forth in it. Uh, while there's minus one seventy five, the over under is nine and a half, mm. which is hard to figure out because these Wilder fights usually end pretty pretty early. But I think it's going to be just like if I had to guess, Fury's going to make this a really ugly, boring fight. Try and hold Wilder a lot. Um, 
But, yeah, I'm still debating what I want to take here. I, I might take a chance with Fury on really? that. Really? That would be a, be a, be a boring bet, though. That would be boring. I, I don't know. I don't want to see him win, but you're I'm right. I'm not the it, biggest it, Wilder fan, but I, no. I, I, I'm not a Fury fan either. I, mean, I, I just – I you, you want to know, did the guy train or not, Parlicate, right? Isn't that the whole thing? If Tyson Fury trains, it's one thing. <laughs> but if he does, if he's out on a coke binge, it's over. We don't know what we're getting. I mean, Wilder's right. obviously a superior athlete right. to him, but mm-hmm. – uh, you know, the last time a Wilder fought, uh, uh, he gave us a little scare. Right. I think. I think uh, he almost uh, lost that fight. So right. I think he could. Although, yeah, or he could lose. I mean, he's a, he was a good fighter, though. I mean, I yeah, I don't know what you're getting with Fury, though. I mean, I was actually yeah. impressed with Wilder in the last fight. I will say more so than any of his other fights. I was but, thinking uh, of going under here, but you're right. If Fury just holds, that, that is nothing worse than that. That's yeah. just nothing worse. Than yeah, that. I yep. can see that. I'm just trying to think back to like. The Fury Klitschko fight was like one of the most boring, worst fights I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know it could be like that. All right, Parley Kid, where are True. you at? I'm at the Chalk Talker Sal, and uh, you know, getting ready for high school basketball season to start up. Kate, I have a question for you. What do you think about Mac Brown uh, oh, going yeah. to UNC? It's right. a great thing. He's uh, he's a legend around like high school coaching in North Carolina, so everybody loves Mac. So uh, this was perfect for. For everybody in North Carolina, everyone's very excited about it. Roy Williams is excited about it. Uh, and Max already sending emails asking for money for donations. So uh, football's back yeah. in North Carolina. I can't wait. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, I've read a bunch of articles that they said the, the big thing is going to be, can he get along with Mason Veal? And, uh, <laughs> you gotta Mason, that Mason's got to be excited. I know he's excited. Is he? Uh, what, 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 what year is he now? I think he's a redshirt freshman still. He just, gotta, oh, he, he just stays on the team. No, it's he's been a, years. Now. He's against all odds confidant. <laughs> all right. Stays in the program. Nobody That's asks it. any questions. And uh, Sal, did Harry say he was three and zero on his lead pipe locks last week? I could have sworn he. I wasn't listening. Must have left know. out his parlay that he straight gave bats. out too. Straight bets. Oh, straight bets. Okay, okay. Right, I got you. So you don't count that parlay in there um, at all? No. no. 21-5-1 and one straight bet zone. Against all right. <laughs> parlay was a holiday bonus. <laughs> but he's going with Ricky well, Fowler, which, as far as I know, is not a college uh, football I can't, pick. I can't wait for the golf tomorrow. Can't wait. I know you can't. I know you can't. All right, Parlay Kid, you're at the Chalk Talk. I don't know if you mentioned that. Tate. At the Chalk Talk. There you go. Tate. Where can people find you? All over the place, right? College basketball in full swing. Yeah, at Tate Frazier, One Shining Podcast. We'll record uh, later this week, talk about uh, all the Big Ten Challenge games. And then uh, GM Street, Fridays, Tuesdays, Michael Lombardi. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in football, a lot of exciting stuff. Frank Reich, great year for Frank Reich, someone we've always believed in on Frankie GM Street. Frankie Reich. You yeah. like Frank Reich? Yes. All right. Yeah, Tate, I had, I need, we need some winners from you. Try, really zone in on this college basketball stuff. I had NC State over Wisconsin yesterday. Oh, got, that I was got tragic. A, was why is it tragic? It was five versus eight, as all my NC State fans said. Uh, what the, do you mean? The officials were playing for Wisconsin. Oh, I see. That's, oh. That, that's the NC State thing. Oh, I five see. Five yeah. versus eight. Yeah, Pack five can't win against It was a eight. close game. Whatever. They covered. I don't care. It's a lot fine. of charges in that game. All right. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Hey, watch Lock It In Monday through Friday. I'm on that show, 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Jimmy Kimmel Live, 11.35 tonight, every weeknight on ABC. That's that. For the degenerate trifecta and master Tate Frazier, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.